Hey, this is Bryce Johnson from Expedition Bigfoot. You're listening to the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's hysteria! Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal, you have found the paranomaly. Zone, your weekly dose of all things paranormal, strange, and mysterious. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghosts, the paranormal poster boy himself, uh, the back-to-work Mike Carbno. Back-to-work. Mm-hmm. How does that feel, my friend? How does that... How's that treating you? It's been a while. It's, uh, it's, it's still out for debate. <laughs> with yourself <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> debate myself yeah. do, uh, that, do that in private it, it, yeah it's not going as well as i had hoped but but hell <laughs> i'm old <laughs> it's, make, a, it's making you belch too so that's yeah good. yeah diet coke it's a little warm macy shut up oh no <laughs> yeah macy hasn't macy hasn't made one noise this whole time we've been talking and then the moment yeah. i press that record button she's like okay time yeah. to shine Amazing, yeah, huh? the window is open and she sees anything go by. Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe the window should be shut for a podcast yeah. time. But uh, anyways, it is good to see you. It's been uh, been uh, almost a week since our chat with Brad Cooney from the House in Between, featured That's investigator right. from the House in Between. We hope you all have checked that out. Yeah, it's worth checking out. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, easy guy to talk to. Um, pretty, pretty darn interesting films or slash documentaries, that's for sure. So. Yeah, well worth having him back for a second run. I think so. I think so. He too. said he would. Absolutely, man. Yep. Um, yeah, and uh, the Jericho appearance is now available. That is out for everyone's listening, uh, whatever, opinions. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, but yeah, you, you, mostly, you just, mostly positive, but of course there's negative stuff out there. So that's all. Yeah. That's, well, I, yeah, I've just seen some really good comments on it and people that have really enjoyed it. And right, right. Yeah. You know, for the most part, of course, I've had some direct responses to the podcast page and on the Facebook oh, yeah. stuff and stuff yeah. that I, I haven't seen. And, and some of them are negative. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, you know, it comes with the territory. Well, for, first well, and foremost, I want to, I can't remember his name. I know his first name was Pedro. And Pedro, um, he kind of had some words of advice for us, Mike. So I'm going to tell, oh, really? tell you right now, start saving up all of your money, Mike, so we can go, finally go and do a proper expedition towards the bottom of Loch Ness. Therefore, we'll finally be able to talk about Loch Ness, because according to Pedro, we did not investigate the prison that Ted Bundy was incarcerated at, so therefore we have no credibility. I just wanted to get that out of there. We had the prison where he was held, Ed. Yeah, because the go- the security guards, you know, the, the yeah. prison guards said they saw his ghost. We weren't yeah. there. We didn't investigate it, so we have no credibility, so we can't talk oh, about it. Oh, bah, fucking humbug. <laughs> jeez. See, doesn't that... Sorry about my language, no. but jeez. No, we have no credibility, so I just wanted to say that. So thank, thank well, you. Well, thank you, was Pedro. he there when Jesus was on the cross? Does he know? That that was real. Uh, ooh, man! Have faith, son. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just I wanted to get that out there. I'm glad I got your your organic reaction. Well, for crying out loud! <laughs> you weren't there. How do you know? Yeah. Yep. That's and the, and the thing is, I think it's so funny too. It's because did he not listen to our interview? We are not sitting there saying we were there. We're talking about stories. We are yes. sharing alleged accounts. Exactly. What other people have said. So, anyways, thank you for that advice, Pedro. Uh, advice, Pedro. We'll, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, that's good. I appreciate that. Yeah. So start saving up. Start saving. Yeah, up. yeah. And I don't believe that dinosaurs are real. <laughs> well, you weren't there because I wasn't there. 
Well, and Mike, we need to save up for that expedition to the moon because that's a big one. We cannot talk about alien life or anything in outer space because we haven't personally investigated it. He didn't say that too, did he? No, I'm adding that on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Pedro's a very nice guy. Sure. But uh, And thanks for the advice. But uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. tell me another one. Tell me another negative. No, I don't like how you're reacting to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I saw, I saw some, somebody, and he obviously didn't even listen to it. He responded to, the, to Jericho's post of the episode. He just simply wrote, what the fuck? This is such bullshit. And so I'm like, oh, well, thanks for listening. <laughs> well, sorry, it's not about wrestling every time we, you listen to the show. So there you go. So Go follow Steve Coldstone, whatever his name is. <laughs> Steve Coldstone. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I like that one. That's a great name. I am Steve Well, whoever. <laughs> A gold frog or whatever that other guy is. I uh, don't know. Ah, uh, gold. Yeah, hey, pretty good, pretty good. I'm I'm stunned you trying to say Goldberg there. That's kind of cool though. That's kind of. Cool. <laughs> but for oh, we do in all sincerity thank we for the most part we got totally posi- positive, awesome feedback to it, and so oh, and, I, yeah, and big thanks to all those guys who gave it a listen and uh, enjoyed it, and so it's yeah, it, we had a blast, and like I said, the negative comes with the territory, so it does, and and you know, and I'm 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 just. Just kind of, kind of ripping on it is all in a fun way. Yeah, but well, still, damn it. Well, Mike is sharpening his knives right now, and <laughs> he's just sitting. Yeah, there like, I got a lot of them too. I know you do, Mike. Slowly, I'll bring out my Excalibur. There you go. There it's you go. a replica, but it's still a, it's still a nice sword. <laughs> good God Almighty! <laughs> so again, just start saving up, and we're good. Yeah, we're good to go. Well, enough yeah. of that. Uh, go check that out if you haven't already. Um, you know, long-time listeners, or if you're new to the show, yeah, we do focus on all things paranormal, strange, and mysterious, and today is no exception. Uh, one of our favorite go-to topics, because this this is uh, an early afternoon recording. This is July 4th, 4th of July holiday right now, and uh, we had a quick change of plans, or last-minute change of plans. We were going to talk about uh, Roswell, but that got kind of thrown to the, thrown aside because of, of me. <laughs> and then uh, we just you know what let's talk about something that we're comfortable with that we can just riff off of uh, uh, get some good good topical discussion out there and why not bigfoot right so yeah and we're, we're not known for changing our minds at the last minute but. never <laughs> never you know like just re- not okay, yeah, I, I, no I'm, I, I'm i'm sorry for cutting in there but oh no our last last minute change led to our second appearance on talk jericho Mm-hmm. Because we were going to go with something totally outside of the haunting of Ted Bundy, and that was quite literally a last what an hour before, a half an hour before the show, and we changed our minds, went with that, and yeah. a week later we're on Jericho's show. So yeah, he he seemed to really uh, enjoy the thought of yeah of that, and uh, you can tell he had a good time. I believe. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But now I want to preface this episode. By saying, okay, we are going to talk about Bigfoot, the Squatch, the big hairy guy. Yes. I just want all the listeners to know we have not met him. So, you know, we're going to do uh, do what we can. That's a great point. Are, can we talk about him? Can we talk well, about Bigfoot? Yes, we can. I don't know. We haven't personally investigated Sasquatch sightings. Yeah. Well. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, let, let, let's let it go. Let's, let's yep. try oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember now what he was, what That's episode right. he was complaining about. That's was true. Something Loch Ness or. No, 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 no. I just made that up. <laughs> okay. I made that up. So, um, again, thank you for. Oh, the Bundy thing. Yeah. The Bundy was, yeah. thing. The Bundy yeah. thing. So, Mike, well, uh, let's dive into Bigfoot here. Not literally, because that would be gross. Um, <laughs> gross, smelly, and, and rather moist, I'm sure. <laughs> ah, don't say moist. <clears throat> God, I hate, hate that word. Um, on, on the scale of all <clears throat> things paranormal, Mike, yeah, we talk about ghosts, what, 50, 60% of the time. We talk about aliens a good chunk of the time. We talk about Bigfoot uh, quite often. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you and I have just sat down and done a Bigfoot in general discussion. I know myself and my brother, 
when he filled in for you a couple times, we talked about Bigfoot, but that was a long time ago. I don't think you and I have really done this. Um, yeah. Where where does Bigfoot rank to you, Mike? I love throwing out these these odd questions right off the bat, but it, in levels of importance. Importance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Between you know, like the the paranormal, the Bigfoot, the ghost, the ufology. Which one thing that irritates me? Ever heard somebody when they talk about ufology? Is it pronounced ufology or ufology? I've always said ufology. Right. That's what I believe it is. But I've heard other podcasts and they say UFOlogy. You know, really? And I don't know if they do that on purpose or. That's interesting. Maybe they do because yeah. that seems like kind of maybe a, a, a joking way of stating it. Either that or uh, or somebody just doesn't get it. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know. And maybe I'm the one that doesn't get it. Well, that's quite I'm possible. Not, I'm not, you know, I'm not complaining or anything. But anyway, you know. <sighs> We have kind of mentioned this before on a previous episode quite some time ago about what the ranking and importance to me of each one of these. But Bigfoot, I know, was huge with you. It's, it's a huge thing. Um, you know, I, I've, I've always, you know, I started my, my whole paranormal life with ghosts and that subject. And then uh, ufology has come along just right around that same time and in the next decade which would have been the 70s is when uh bigfoot came along i mean now that's chronologically the importance and you know how they came about but importance you know it's almost hard because they're so much all a part of me right now especially since we've been doing the, the podcast i mean each one has become so important but um, ufology, I think, is is the the biggest with me, as far as uh, you know, just wanting that contact and right. You know, I've had the the ghost contact, and I I will accept that every time it happens because I know that's not done. And you've had the um, uh, UFO sighting. I have had a sighting. I I haven't had a close encounter of the tenth time. Uh, no kind yet. Now you what? So, <laughs> whatever that might be. How does Jimmer say that? I think I've seen a sighting. <laughs> Yeah, that, saw that, a sighting. I seen a sighting. I think I seen yeah. a sighting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> was it Jimmer from uh, Escanaba? Jimmer from Escanaba. From Escanaba. Yeah. yeah. So out, out of the top three, or if you had to put it a top three and you had to rank them, UFO or UFO slash alien life, ghosts, then Bigfoot. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Correct. Not meaning that Bigfoot is way less important. Sure. No, I mean, no, I got they, it. They're all, they're all uh, pretty close together. Well, shit. You and I are very open-minded to the idea of them all being connected. Exactly. In, in some shape or form. Well, shit. Let's just let's let's start off the conversation with that one. You know, some some simple conversation right there. Some brain brain fart time coming up here, maybe. <laughs> Do you believe your soundboard's not working still, right? No, it still isn't. No, sorry. sorry okay, sorry. yeah, because I was just waiting for that. Waiting for the fart noise. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the miss. The I mis- told Mary about that. I I don't know if I, yeah. I you know I got to got to have her. She'll have her have hear to, that sometimes. She'll have to listen. She'll have to listen. <laughs> it's all about anyway. timing. All about timing. The phantom fart. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so now I lost my train of thought now because now I'm thinking about phantom. So farts. the connection, the paranormal oh, yeah, yeah, connection. Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay, I'm going to put this to you again, and Mike. Throw questions my way as well, because I, I do this far far too often to you. I put <laughs> you on the spot. As far as Bigfoot slash Sasquatch being connected to, well, I'll just say it, UFOs slash alien life. Do you think there's do you think there is a connection there in some shape or form? Or or are they two totally separate entities? Mm. I, I think I still need to do some thinking on that because it can go both ways with me, but there have been so many reports and you read about people that have um, had the sighting of a UFO and a Bigfoot like together, you know, uh, like on the same day or in that same area or, or whatever. A lot of people you know, report when they say they, they've seen a Sasquatch, they also report seeing like orbs floating around right, in the, exactly in, yeah you know in the wooded area of the forest there so and orbs are uh, can very much be connected with UFOs and 
Absolutely. things like that. So if you see them with a Bigfoot sighting, that, that, that can be a good connector right there. I almost think of, I think of like orbs when they're connected to UFOs. It's, I almost, I think of them as almost like they're, they're little, they're like little probes, you know, they're kind of, yeah, they're, yeah. they're sent out before the big ship wants to decide whether or not to, to pay a visit. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, uh, I think that would be a very common thing to have probes that they can send out. I mean, uh, there's film footage or video footage, if it's real or not, you, you see like a, a, a disc type ship or, or some kind of a light and you'll see things dropping out from the bottom of it. Yeah. Yes. You know, I like just popping out and then they take off, you know, is that what these orbs are? You know, um, yeah, and these very are possible. You know, I guess, you know, as far as I know, I think there's there's a, a wide range as far as like the size of these orbs, how they're connected, mm-hmm. when you, the orbs connected to UFOs. So, um, but the Bigfoot connection to UFO, I know we talked about this as a, a Patreon topic, um, the alien Bigfoot connection where we just went flat out and said, yeah, you know, for the sake of, a, for, of an episode. And it's, a, you know, it's a fascinating possibility that mm-hmm. yes. Bigfoot is connected to the alien phenomenon. Some people even adhere to the theory that Bigfoot, what, hundreds, perhaps thousands of years ago, were actually used by aliens to uh, cultivate the Earth, essentially, um, Mm -hmm. to do any number of things. Uh, This sounds crazy, sounds wacky. Who's to say? Some people say that the reason Bigfoot sightings are so rare and once they see them, they almost immediately disappears because Bigfoot is possibly an interdimensional being. Mm-hmm. I know our one of our favorite guests, Ron Moorhead, is really open to that possibility. Oh, absolutely! And when, like, when we first listened to his uh, CDs that he's had, that uh, um, mm-hmm. I don't think he was so much into that theory at that time. I mean, this is something that seems to have kind of developed with him and kind of built up. Absolutely, it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when I mean, when Bridge and I first talked to him back in like 2014 or something, 2015, it was it was solely focused on Bigfoot as a physical being. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, since then, you know, he has really, really done his own research and right. he has developed his own theories. And that's yeah, that's what I found so fascinating when you and I talked to him that to hear him go into that and really yeah. talk about it quite a bit. Absolutely. So, yeah. Very wise, very wise man. I, yeah. I think yeah. it's safe to say. If, uh, if, if any of the listeners haven't heard that episode, it's well worth listening yeah. to. Yeah. We talked to him last January and that was, yeah. it's always great to talk to him. Uh, happy recent birthday to him too. He just turned a very young 80, 80 yeah. years old, Ron Moorhead. So very, a belated happy birthday to Ron. Cause we know he's listening, right, Mike? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah sure yep yeah sure <laughs> so your thoughts mike on perhaps you know quantum physics being involved here when it comes to bigfoot and interdimensions uh, yeah, I, how, I where do you that. sit where do you sit I, I love that thought and i i i, I uh, feel stronger about that i believe um but then, geez if you you know if you believe UFO, that why can't then the ufo connection that is yeah, but if you believe in the interdimension, I mean, how can you not, you know, pull in the, the UFO connection with it? I mean, hmm. Do you, well, okay, how do I want to phrase this one? Where do you sit on the fence as far as the idea of Bigfoot being sent here from... The, <laughs> From the nether regions of space. The nether regions. <laughs> the nether regions of space as like investigators almost, you know, kind of pioneers, yeah. intergalactic pioneers. Well, intergalactic pioneer maybe, but uh, investigators, I mean, they're only going to find out so much in the deep woods. I mean, I know there's a lot in the woods, but well, right, right. Um, they aren't going to find out a lot about mankind or or you know, behavior mm-hmm. or it just, it depends on what they're here to, would be here to uh, investigate and learn about. Sure. But I think that's what the, a lot of what um, uh, the other species of aliens, like, well, even the greys, 
I think uh, they have their own things that they do. I mean, they have the uh, um, the abductors and the the uh, probers <laughs> and the uh, um, uh, might be here on a scientific detail. You know, is that like a is that like one of their military rankings? Is like <laughs> I've been promoted yeah. to the rank of prober. <laughs> Prober first class. I'm a prober first class. Absolutely. I'm prober first class clack two. <laughs> clack two, Nick two barata, right? Yeah, that's right. Ah, uh, man. Now, where, where I sit on this is I love the idea, similar to you, Mike, I love the idea of it possibly having the, the ability to, you know, kind of break through that veil and travel through dimensions because that just, that blows me away, the possibility of that. Mm -hmm. But I can't help myself. I definitely sit on the or stand on the side of the fence of this being purely physical. Mm -hmm. uh, perhaps an ascendant, well, not an ascendant, a descendant, an ancestral being from that's been here as long as life has been here, essentially. Not right. life, but as far as. Um, intelligent life i mean this i think this you know very possibly developed around the same times that same time that we were learning mm -hmm. to walk upright and perhaps <clears throat> we went on two different <clears throat> evolutionary paths exactly know? see i i can really go with that too i yeah you know like uh um if we were created by these aliens um bigfoot could have possibly been um a genetic link to what we are now, like say mm -hmm. the missing link. There you go. If yeah. you believe in the Dar Darwin uh, theory, which I don't, to the point where Darwin suggests it, mm -hmm. but the manipulation of evolution, you know, if we if we can go that way, I think that uh, Bigfoot could be a, a survivor of that mm -hmm. genetic link. So when you say manipulation of evolution, so you are, you're kind of, if I'm understanding you correctly, because I, I, like, I like this idea as well, that they were perhaps, their genetic makeup was altered by perhaps higher powers. If you want to say mm -hmm. an alien superior life form was maybe messing with, with our makeup thousands and thousands, perhaps millions of years ago to kind of create all these little offshoots of... Yeah, well, that's where we get the commercials nowadays messing with Sasquatch. There you go. Well, oh, I see. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> no. All right. Um, so, yeah. So all that was just a setup for a bad joke? <laughs> no, the bad joke just kind of <laughs> okay. flew in there. <laughs> okay, I got gotcha. you. But, uh, but yeah, I you know, I like that idea. Um, well, we know, know, we know just, that there, we know that massive bipedal apes have lived and walked on this earth i mean absolutely gigantopithecus yeah, for christ's sake proof of that yeah yeah you know it's it, it there's proof there's fossil evidence yeah uh, now we haven't dug up the fossil evidence so i hope we're okay with talking about yeah it. we haven't personally <laughs> so because I, I don't want us to come across as not credible when it comes yes. to this. but um, yes <laughs> sorry sorry pedro but i'm not really um i hope that's what his name was by the way I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. I, I'm pretty certain that's what his name was. If it isn't, yeah. I apologize. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I'm going to vote for this, this yeah. Pedro. Oh, yeah, just like Napoleon Dynamite, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, well, we're getting our first uh, countdown ticker one oh, yeah. here. I see that, yeah. Well, I, yeah. Got, I got set aside, Mike. I got some of my Bigfoot books to my left here. I got, mm -hmm. I got our personally signed book from Lauren Coleman. Uh, yes, that field, was a great day. The Field Guide to Bigfoot and Other Mystery Primates. Yeah. I've got the Bigfoot book by Nick Redfern, the Encyclopedia of Sasquatch Yeti and Cryptid Primates. And if we get to it, or portions of it, I do have Ron Moorhead's first book, Voices in the Wilderness, right here. Um, yeah, if we can't make some good chatter out of these references right here, then yeah. we don't deserve to do a podcast. <laughs> right. And before we, we go for this moment... Um, I apologize for sounding so wishy-washy about what theory I, I... Oh, come on now. I, uh, you know, go for. Well, it's because you feel so strongly about all of them. So. I do, I do. I, I, uh, it's just each one of them sounds so... Uh, it's 
They have their and selling points. All of them have. They their do selling have their points. selling points for me, and and uh, and I I believe in the, uh, you know, the interdimensional theory about many things. I believe in, you know, all these other thoughts and theories that go along with it. So it's hard to just really settle on one. How about this? This kind of weird and wacky, wild idea just popped in my head. Let's go with the idea that um, we are all from the same same core, like same genetic base here. And we've all kind of mm-hmm. developed our own little offshoots here. I'm talking about like bipedal life form, you know, intelligent yeah. bipedal life forms here. What about this? Has Bigfoot slash Sasquatch, what we have called Bigfoot slash Sasquatch, has that been genetically manipulated by alien life to create its ability to travel through dimensions. Mm, sure. Hmm. And, it, and they needed it to be a, a specific strength and size and durability. Ooh. Hey. And 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 and, and intelligence, since we know that these are That's extremely idea. intelligent. But if they're so intelligent, you think they would go and stand under a waterfall for a while. <laughs> That's you know, a great and, point. And then lay out in the sun and dry off and just get some stank off them. <laughs> Sheesh. Well, maybe it doesn't stink in space. Maybe it doesn't stink yeah. in other dimensions, you know? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe the next dimension smells like brute cologne. I have no idea. It's, you know, sure. It's not you know, all uh, stinky, smelly crap. Can't Yeah, but, you know, I have never smelled one, so I don't know for sure. That's true. But it's got to be, it's got to smell like some really <laughs> furry, you know, long-haired, gooey, Mm. moist old mm. dog oh yeah just been rolling out in shit oh. out in a out oh. in a buffalo field or something <laughs> i don't know it sounds like yeah like a dead carcass you'd find at a dump yeah i don't know Ooh. yeah well if, if bigfoot's listening we apologize because maybe you maybe you do your best to, to keep yeah. your uh, personal hygiene up to snuff but uh maybe not maybe they just don't give a shit you know why would yeah. they? There's bigger things. Maybe there. maybe they like it. Maybe it's a right. Maybe it, it's a very sensual thing for them. Hey, it could be. Yeah, yeah. The more they stink, maybe the more they attract one another. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Could be. <laughs> okay. Mm. Well, Mike, um, on that brilliant uh, point that we both yeah. threw out there, let's uh, take our first time traveling excursion. And uh, my soundboard is not up and running right now, so this will literally be seamless. You will not tell when we leave and when we come back. And we are back after yet another successful time-traveling excursion. I said it was going to be seamless, and it was. It was. It got a little bumpy there. Uh, you know, kind of we, unfortunately, we took the wrong turn at Albuquerque that time. and uh, Yeah. Took us a little longer to get back. Yeah. Took the wrong turn and ended up peeing on your shoe, huh? That's right. I sure did. <clears throat> uh, what other notes do I have written down here? Uh, before I get to some of these books and share some of the info in there, one note I wrote down, Mike, is malevolent or benevolent. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that when it comes to Sasquatch slash Yeti slash <sighs> abominable snowman and whatever the orang orang pendek and all that good stuff? Well, I think it depends on. I think they can be either one, but we've we've mentioned before on other episodes about uh, like Yeti, for example. That's like the uh, more angrier cousin of. The squatch, the Sasquatch, the the Bigfoot, seems to be more violent and more aggressive. He's kind of the uh, he's kind of the backwoods creep version of of Sasquatch. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, uh, whatever they call him in in Russia, I think they're known to be more aggressive. Mm, um, well, that is the, what they refer to him in in Russia. That's Yeti. That's how I that's how I've understood it. Am I am I wrong on that one? No, you're probably right. Well, I could be but, wrong. Um, <laughs> Remember, this is uh, off. The, this is off the top of our head, boys and girls. So, the American version of the Bigfoot, uh, I think it just depends on what side of the bed he wakes up on. He can be either oh, way. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But I mean, they don't seem to be like you know so aggressive, and wanting to hurt anybody. I mean, they throw rocks, and they they they've been known to throw large boulders, mm-hmm. but they've never hit anybody that you really hear of well yeah i know like that ape canyon incident all those minor right. those miners that, said that yep, they that were was just, different yeah they were being attacked um right but, uh, even even the uh Diatlov pass pass um incident 
some people allege Yeti may have been involved right. in that, and we're talking about people yeah. who ended up dead. Um, mm-hmm. There could be also a UFO connection as well. That's still yeah. a mystery. That's still a mystery. Yeah, you, you know, you do hit like you do have those episodes like that. Um, well, it's a, it's similar to ghosts, Mike. It's in my mind. Sure. Because oh, we, exactly. We talk about this tons and tons of times. You know, if if you go with the if you are of the theory that ghosts slash spirits are the remaining energy maybe intelligent energy of those who have passed away then you would tend to believe that they would retain their personalities in you know some form of their personality in their leftover consciousness there so if they were a dick in real life they're going to be a dick in the afterlife you know right. um kind of similar here maybe maybe mm-hmm. Yeah, Again, I we're, mean, we're talk. We, we both subscribe to the idea that this is an intelligent being, mm-hmm. so that would maybe lend credence to it having a personality, and therefore, it's like you said, if it wakes up crabby, it's going to throw rocks at you. <laughs> yeah, you know. And what about the legend of Boggy Creek? I mean, that was mm, yeah, you know, based supposedly on a true story, and that was mm-hmm. that was nasty. Well, and Albert Osman, his infamous story being allegedly kidnapped by a Bigfoot, yeah. you know, and being hauled away with his family. <laughs> Carried for miles in for his miles sleeping bag. In his, yeah, <laughs> in like a burlap sack or whatever the hell yeah. it was. And, and he, get, uh, and he is, and manages to escape by making them eat his snuff. And so it got, yeah. they got all like sick to their stomach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there was no, they, it's not like they were wanting seeming to want to uh, hurt him or kill him or anything that's true um you know uh it, i'm sure the uh the the gunny sack ride wasn't a lot of fun but <laughs> couldn't have been i'm sure you got a few <laughs> scrapes and bumps and bruises from that one so yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know well I, you know, I we think... can't we can't discount the alleged stories of sasquatch attacks um right but I personally lean towards it being a a more innocuous being, not not necessarily 100% harmless Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, I'm sure it can be, you know, pretty damn intimidating. And, you know, if it wants to scare you out of your socks, it can do that. Um, But as far as wanting to attack, again, it's possible, but I think the majority majority of them are, are peaceful. So yeah, Harry and the Hendersons type. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, R.I.P. Kevin Peter Hall. Right. R.I.P. Yeah. Kevin Peter Hall. Um, and Don Amici, by the way, not Don Amici. Yeah. Um. No, yeah, that's Don Amici. Yeah, Don Amici was in there. Yeah. 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 John Lithgow, but he's still alive. He is still alive. Yes, he is. Yes, all six foot six of them, or whatever the hell he is. Yeah. He's, he's a huge man. Very huge man. Um. Okay, another note I have here. This is going pretty well, Mike, by the way. These off-the-cuff discussions always turn out pretty pretty decent, I think. Yeah, Pedro wouldn't think so, but we're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know. Pe- Pedro's going to be an ongoing um, <laughs> uh, paranormal zone. Should we should we make him like a meme, maybe, or you know, like a nah? We won't make a meme out of it, but we'll he'll be a reference on the show. Yeah, how's that? Pedro says, <laughs> "I gotta find a soundbite or something." You know, I'll say, yeah. "Hey, <laughs> what do you think, Pedro?" And then I'll say, "You guys stink." Okay, thanks, Pedro. Now another note <laughs> I have written down here, Mike, is uh, hundreds slash thousands of years of sightings. Now, as far as thousands of years of documented sightings, we don't have that, but we we're we can go back to the early 1800s as far as early sure. documented reports of encounters. But also this. thinking of it this way, aren't there ancient petroglyphs that depict Sasquatch like beings? Sure. No, 100%. That could, that, that could be a, a point of thinking thousands of years or mm-hmm. Now is 2000 years, 3000 years, whatever. The idea of these hundreds of years of sightings, you know, yeah, I I get it. It it wouldn't hold up in the proverbial court. I get that, you know. It's it's um circumstantial evidence at best. You know, that's mm-hmm. why that doesn't hold up in court. But you have to that adds weight to it. I mean, it, it 
to me personally it does and i'm the i'm the supposed skeptic of the show i'm very yeah. i'm very open minded but is this has this just been thousands of years of mass hallucinations i don't think oh, there's so there's no way i don't think so yeah you know and how many generations of uh um native american uh record keeping by mm-hmm. passing the the knowledge down generation to generation yeah you know i mean i take great uh um what's the word Pride? <laughs> I, I i have well i have great uh respect for oh there you go yeah yeah, yeah. for that i mean and you know no I, I i i agree with you mike i absolutely agree with you um i i don't know if we actually got an answer out of you when i asked you this right off the bat when i said why is bigfoot important to you did i even ask you that i don't remember probably and probably probably <laughs> um well yeah briefly why um I have my answer too, but I want to ask you as well. Why is Bigfoot the potential reality? Well, we believe the reality that is Bigfoot. Why is that important to you, Mike Carpenter? Why is that important to me? Um, well, I, I love a great mystery of uh, deciding whether I'm going to believe in something or not just on on faith. And the more you hear about a subject like that, uh, the more you build your belief and the more you 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 take into account what you're going to throw out what you're going to believe and once that uh um that pile of things that you believe starts getting bigger than the pile that you throw out mm-hmm. you know it, it's um you start building a passion for for something and uh it's you know that's more like what I would call these things, these paranormal things, whether it's Bigfoot or ufology or, or the paranormal of ghosts. It, they've all turned into such a passion. That's the importance of, uh, of these things. It's, it's one of my passions. There you go. You know, it's, it's something that I want to learn more about because I think there's always something to learn about them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, the more you dig into it, the more you're going to learn and the more you're going to have that thought of, is it real or not? And form that opinion. That's, you know, you that, know. I think you nailed, nailed it right there. That kind of took my thunder uh, a bit because that was where <laughs> Mike just sticks his thung, uh, tongue. Yeah. Mary's right making, get out of here. <laughs> Mary's making obscene gestures to Mike when he's trying to record the podcast. Yeah. She's never done that before. God dang it. <laughs> See, now I totally lost my train of thought here. Yeah. Oh, darn it. No, uh, I think you nailed it though, because, it's important to always have an open mind. That's a simple answer to me in this important or simple answer for me. It's important to always strive for the yeah. unknown and to accept the fact that we do not, and quite frankly, will not know everything ever. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to keep you looking. Know, you got to keep searching. You got to yep. keep finding answers to the best of your ability and you can't block it out, man. And you can't ignore yep. these sightings, these reports. Keep, yeah. Keep digging and keep, learning uh the stories that come along and and uh collect them in your brain and and hope for that time where it's not a mystery anymore Mm -hmm. and it's not you know it's it's uh it's becomes fact this becomes science has to acknowledge it yep it becomes a part of like you said yeah what they teach at school maybe you know so well i don't know if i'm going too far there (laughs) questionable that's questionable all right, Mike, it's time to do some little, it, it's story time, or not necessarily story time. It's time when Patrick annoys everybody by reading clips, ah, or clips, yeah. <laughs> reading paragraphs. Um, I opened up to page 144 of Lauren Coleman's Field Guide to Bigfoot, and this is a very, very, very um, interesting book here. Every chapter basically focuses on different subspecies of well, for lack of a better term, Bigfoot and all these other mystery primates. This chapter is labeled Oceana, actually. Mm. This is, and that's referring to the region, Oceana region. And the way, way I'm showing this to Mike, the way that he has this laid out here, he'll have like the 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 drawing, the physical description, <laughs> the, the the stature, and I, I pointed right to the genitals right there. That's some that's some hairy some hairy Sasquatch. Got a little hairy penis. He does. Look at that little guy. 
yeah. and a great big bulbous head, <laughs> and he's yeah. carrying a club. <laughs> he, might fall, he might fall over with the weight of that head. He has, he has nothing to balance <laughs> the weight out towards the bottom. <laughs> he's got Fred Flintstone feet, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. He's a good um, platform. <laughs> but, yeah, of course, you know, immature Mike starts giggling at the, at the drawing of... Of well, Sazzy. when you put your finger right on it. <laughs> I did. I put it right on it. Uh, <laughs> maybe that was subconscious. And, 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 and you're talking about Mary making obscene <laughs> gestures. Say, like, oh, yeah, I can out-obscene you anytime. I'm going to start pointing to dangling Bigfoot wangs. So yeah. That's good. Right, anyways. <clears throat> and, okay, Mike, try not to laugh again, though. So okay. They have the description. I'm done. They have the illustration, and then they have, like, a page-long description. And right. they share some brief accounts, mm-hmm. encounters. Uh, this one, region, Oceana, class, true giant, type, Changara. I'm going to butcher these pronunciations, yay-ho, <laughs> yay-ho, yay-ho. and that one, Koyo-Kryoin, Koyo-Kryoin, distinguishing characteristic, Mike pointed it out, handheld club. Oh, um, they didn't talk about his tiny penis. Not his tiny Bigfoot wang, no. <laughs> Um, and this descriptive incident took place in August 1972 in the Olia Olia range of South Australia. The witness was Steve Moncrief. So this book is filled with stuff like this. And it goes on. It says, Aboriginal people still believe that the fabled Tiangara or Tiangara or Great Hairy Man still inhabits the Null Arbor Plains of the South Australian Outback. Other Australians like Steve Moncrief and Paul Hogan and Paul Hogan. That's right, the crocodile hunter. Um, not crocodile hunter. Um, crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is a, also a fossil hunter, and he holds on to these beliefs as well. One day, in fact, old Steve Moncrief was exploring a dry creek bed near Yarrow Lakes on the edge of the Great Victorian Desert. When there he goes, Mike, he de- detected that. Very foul smell. Yeah. It's kind of a humid, moist smell. Humid, moist. Ah, stop with moist. Humid. Damn it. It hangs in the air. <sighs> yes, a bit pungent. Strong <laughs> to the nostrils. Looking up, he saw a huge hairy creature observing him from a high bank. He says it stood about 20 feet away and more than 10 feet tall. Mm. That's huge. Smelling like heated marmalade. <laughs> Ten feet tall with a two-inch penis. <laughs> um, maybe I should... Should I title kind that? Kind of a citrusy, <laughs> pungent smell. Anyway, go ahead. Should I put some some uh, slang of genitalia in the title <sighs> of this podcast? I don't think that'll go over very well. Um, Pedro wouldn't like that for sure. Um, no. Now standing 10 feet away, or 20 feet away, more than 10 feet tall, it was, as Mike observed, holding a large stone club. Now Mr. Moncrief and this creature stared at each other for a moment before Moncrief packed up his geologist pick and began to back away towards his Land Rover, which was about 100 yards away. But the creature, whose genitals clearly identified it as male, despite its size, snarled. Does it really say that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, jeez. <laughs> hey. Okay. Lauren Coleman has no problem talking or writing about genitals. Right. <laughs> Sasquatch, that is. Um, identified it as a male, snarled, jumped down to the creek uh, bed, and began running towards Moncrief. With the frightening creature closing in, Moncrief turned suddenly and hurled the pick at the face of the quote-unquote <laughs> manimal. Um, as the creek... <laughs> Mike finds that funny. <laughs> Hurl it at his face. <laughs> Um, I can just picture this this giant thing grabbing its face and and screaming like a little girl. Well, listen, listen, just continue. Yeah, okay, just, just continue to listen here. As the creature clutched its face in pain <laughs> and howling like a little girl. No, I, I added that part. Moncrief staggered to his Land Rover and drove off, never to return. Unbeknownst to the fossil hunter, encounters with the Tiangara and footprints footprint finds measuring up to twenty inches in length had been reported in the same area for two years previously. Now, going back to 1989, a 13-foot-tall hairy giant was spotted, of course, wielding a huge wooden club, again, and this one was spotted by two carloads, carloads of bush trekkers near Etaduna in South Australia. So they were like, you know, two big old trucks filled with uh, 
some uh, Aussie friends, and they all spotted him. Creature again, a male, was standing on a creek bed near the roadside, but by the time the observers decided to return to the spot to track down the creature, however, it had disappeared. So that's just one of many, many, many interesting mm. encounters listed in this book. Crazy. And not all of them have drawings that Mike would find humorous, so I just want to <laughs> throw that. But no, this this thing or these these creatures, they didn't show any malevolence or anything. They were just standing there looking at these people. Well, didn't this, make any movement to 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 attack or anything. Well, I, the, the, and then this guy throws a pick at its face. Well, no, no, it was <laughs> it jumped down, snarled, and started running after him. Did you not listen to oh, what I was well, saying? Well. <sighs> <laughs> now, if I had a ten foot tall naked thing with its thing swinging between its legs, running after me with a club, I think I'd throw whatever I had in my hand at it too. <laughs> Clutches its face in pain and. <laughs> From be, from underneath its hands, you hear, asshole! I know, exactly. God! I just want to say hi! I just wanted to shake your hand! <laughs> ah. <laughs> just starts wailing away. <laughs> Crying like a little kid. <laughs> I just wanted to offer you a peanut! <laughs> that's actually, that's actually the... the 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 reason behind those audio recordings you get when when you hear that yeah yeah that sounded pretty good yeah I've been practicing my bobo <laughs> yeah and you uh, translated it means free peanuts <laughs> okay you said peanuts right good God. yeah Mike you threw me off the rails there with it. <laughs> <laughs> I just opened to another Chestnuts. page. Chestnuts. Now, you gonna, are you going to laugh at that drawing right there? See that little guy? Well, it looks like a wee man from the old country. Yeah, that's about four foot tall. Mm. This one, uh, this is from Latin America. The class is Proto-Pygmy. The type Alux, A-L-U-X. Distinguishing characteristic, long jet black beard. And there it is, Mike. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a little person type um, of being so that's uh, no this isn't i'm just skipping down to what it says here but there is a close association between the alex what i'm referring to and mayan sites located in the mm. front of the main temple of many mayan ruins are tiny stone houses with three foot high doorways uh i haven't visited these houses so i cannot talk about them any longer mm. but i can read about them Yes. It says archaeologists say that these are votary shrines, V-O-T-A-R-Y, votary shrines, while modern Maya claim they are, in fact, the homes of the Alux, the Alux, these little four-foot-tall beings. Hmm. hmm. That's interesting. It is. Now, this is the classic one right here, and we'll move on here. This is classic Bigfoot Sasquatch, class New Giant Region, North America, most famous incident, of course, Bluff Creek, 1967. And, you know, it's about six and a half foot tall. The female Sasquatch go. right there. Yep. That's the one that we're definitely focusing the, on. Yep. The Just, turned head, the swaying breasts, and the rippling yeah. muscles on the legs. The pendulant breasts. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> the pendulous, pungent breasts ah. that are moist underneath. Lord, <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, uh, I this is they turned would. into more like a Patreon content. No, that's fine. Hey, this is what you get on Patreon, by the way. So this is going to be flat out. This is we need to get an episode out, Mike. We need to yes, take advantage. We, we need to take advantage of the Jericho steam. So we're talking yes. about Sasquatch genitalia. That's what we're doing yes. today. All right. Now this one's interesting. This is from Asia, and we'll move on here to the next book, or we'll do whatever. This is class New Giant type. Jin Sung slash Big Yeti. Distinguishing characteristic, the large square head. This descriptive incident took place in March 1942 during World War II. I'll fly through this. Says, during World War II, World War II, sorry, seven inmates slipped out of a Siberian labor camp. I've heard this story before. Mm. And began a 4,000-mile escape to India. The 1956 book, The Long Walk, tells of this incredible trek to freedom and includes a first-hand account by Slavomir Rawicz of an encounter with a pair of what they called abominable snowmen. 
There were just five survivors as the men neared the end of their journey in the foothills of the Himalayas near the border with India. While descending the large mountain, they saw, quote-unquote, two moving black specks in the snowfield below them about a quarter mile away as they approached and reached the edge of the bluff. Rawicks and his companions found they were just 12 feet about and 100 yards away from these beasts. Notice is a quote. They were enormous, and they walked on their hind legs. Rawicks, using his military training, estimated the animals were not much under 8 feet tall, the one was a few inches shorter than the other. Their shoulders sloped down to a powerful chest, and their long arms had wrists reaching to their knees. Heads were squarish from the back, had a straight line from the crown and to the shoulders. Reddish in appearance, the beasts came from their rust the reddish appearance of the beasts, sorry, came from their rusty brown hair, which formed a tight, close fur against their bodies, but this was an intermingled with long, loose, straight hairs hanging downwards, which had a slight grayish image. Now, they watched these beasts for almost two hours. Mm. So that's just a, that's a one particular encounter from seven escaped inmates. Mm. Now, if you were on the run, and if you were escaped from, from prison, if you were a prisoner of war and you busted out, would you bother to make up a story like that? No, but when would they be able to tell the story without getting caught? Well, that... And I help, mean, right. would it be would it be later after the like the statute of limitations has run out or what? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, when I was escaping from my prison, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's sit down. Let's stop escaping for a moment, and let's sit in one place for two hours, and let's uh, let's make up a story yeah. that we saw these big hairy bulbous beasts below us. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know if they were pungent or not. You know, it was cold up there in you know in the Himalayas, so. And oh. they were moist and steamy in the cold. <laughs> I'll stop saying that word. <laughs> and we closely observed one or more dropping trowel onto the <laughs> snow, and it slowly... Okay, I'll stop it. I'll stop yes. it. We're scientific here. We are not appeasing people like Pedro right now by being... By being silly, Mike. So, you know, I, I hope, you know, I, I'm sure Pedro isn't a listener of ours. I mean, he heard the Jericho show, right, I'm sure. Right, right. So it's not like he's listening now to us. But if by chance he did, Pedro, I'm sorry. It's not like I'm ripping on you. No, not of not But <laughs> you just have just became a part of this episode. <laughs> Thank you very much, yeah. Pedro. It's all good, man. It's all good. Um. <laughs> Oh man, this is just flying by here, Mike. We got well, we got a little, a little bit of time left. How do we want to wrap this up, Mike? Without, um, there's so much stuff that that I would love to mm. tap into here. That's interesting. I just happened to open up my other book here, the the Bigfoot book, and the first picture I see is a 19th century photo of Spanish dancer Julia Pastrani who suffered from genetic condition of, of hyperplasia. Oh, yeah. Which, of course, gave her, unfortunately, an ape-like appearance. There's a picture right there. Right. I've right. seen that picture. Yes. Um, uh, not unlike the uh, dog boy of Mexico. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They um, made a lot of money on the, like, like the sideshow circuits oh, and everything. Yeah. 100% they did. I'm I'm drawing a, a blank on the guy's name, but it was during the time that um, Paul Dushayu. You might not recognize that that name, but Paul Dushayu is a guy who really brought forth finally hardcore physical evidence of the existence of the mountain gorilla. He like devoted mm -hmm. his life to bringing back specimens of these, and you know, put them on display and became like a huge hit. You know, because that was. That was fantastic news, Mike, to the general public. Sure. It's like, this thing really exists? Holy cow. But one of his competitors, though, seeing that they were losing interest in what he, what he had on display, and I'm drawing a blank on this guy's name, but he had one of these um, uh, unfortunate souls who had that hyperplasia, and he displayed her as like a, a missing link type thing. You know? mm -hmm. And he ended up marrying her. And I, I've heard that story. Yeah. Yes. And he had children with her and ch I believe she may have died during childbirth. And mm, he yep, just, he I just, think that's true. He simply just like basically taxidermied her body and kept it on yeah. display and it yep. just kept on going. And, yep. 
like and all the children look like lemurs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he kept him behind the stuffed uh, body of his his lady in a in a large cage where they swung back and forth and. <laughs> I don't know why that struck me as so <laughs> uh, uh, this They is had one of those little machines next to the cage where you can you put a quarter uh, in and you get little you little nuggets of, yeah. of animal food that you can feed them. <laughs> oh shit. I don't, that struck a funny bone for me. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> That's why. Why, yeah. why am I envisioning like when he introduces them? This is <laughs> these are my children, Larry, Daryl, and Daryl. I don't know yeah. why that popped in my brain for some reason. Larry Lemur, uh, Daryl Lemur, Daryl and Daryl Lemur, Daryl Lemur. See the other Daryl, we emphasized the D. The other one, yeah. we not so much. Uh, oh, and then and I just another random. This this is not someone who's suffering from hyperplasia. He just has glorious hair. Yes, yes. So, uh, man, we're running out of time. Gosh, we have to do like a part two of this. I, th this is such a, and all sincerity, and we, we have a good time with this, and we goof around because we have to. We just yeah. have to. Um, this is a topic that I am passionate about. I have been since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, I well, you live in the right part of the country. I mean, very close to it anyway. You would think so, man. You know, um, again, I refer referenced him earlier. My brother, you know, he lives up even in better areas, you know, north, oh, north of Duluth. And he had those, he shared with me those photos of, I don't right. know what the hell caused these tracks, mm -hmm. these impressions in the snow. They're up, uh, you can go look at them on our Patreon page. I don't know what could have caused them if, unless yeah. something was jumping, you know, in six foot, you know, spans i guess i don't know it's very, really intriguing i'm not doing it justice as to what it looks yeah, like it's, but it's very interesting uh um, photograph it's oh, it is. Uh, pretty worth checking out and kind of give your opinion on what yeah. you think well there and you know that area is a hotbed for sightings believe it or not um oh sure well i believe that yeah you might uh, sticking in the family even my niece who is listening right now hi chloe best wishes to you i hope you like my uh Depeche Mode tattoo design I sent to you. Um, she has a sighting. She's seen a sighting. She saw something mm -hmm. years ago at night driving either, either to or from home. I, I can't remember the exact story. She's talked Wait, about wanting to share. The she was podcast. driving or the sighting was now, driving? Like Sasquatch was not driving anything. Okay. No, so, yeah. so it's like in a. <laughs> yeah, he's on a little model, moped. A very modeled colored golf cart. Sure. <laughs> with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, no, she saw something in the ditch at night that she can't explain, and mm -hmm. she's talked, but she's wanted. She's wanted to share her sighting on our podcast here for several years, so we have to get around to doing that. Yeah. Well, you've had her on, just like we've had my niece on that that we talked oh, about having. Man, <laughs> talk about just fantastic paranormal stories. Uh, yep. Yeah, I know. Trust us, we we plan on doing all of this. Yep. It's just a matter of getting yep. to it. And I, feel I do guilty have every time I see something on Facebook or yeah, whatever from same here. <laughs> um, I sorry, Rachel. There was sorry, someone Clay. when we um now released our the curse of Titanic episode. We got a new follower on Twitter for a, a, Titan, a Titanic podcast. At uh, actually, uh, oh, it's yeah. called Titanic Talk Line. So it's really cool, girl. Um, and she and her friends from back in the day had a very odd paranormal encounter and she sent me a very detailed long message that she has given us permission permission to share on the podcast so cool. um let's do that you know guys if you're listening right now and you have any sort of odd encounters paranormally speaking any weird crazy sightings anything out of the ordinary and you want talk about them Send them our way. We'd love to share your stories. Yeah. Um, there is, uh, in my notes and everything, I have been writing down some things from some of these new uh, new listeners that we've had, have had very, very recently. And uh, um, I can't remember the name, but I have it written down. Yes. Uh, uh, this town that this person lives in, uh, it's a very, a town full of odd occurrences. 
Nice. And sorry if you're listening, I can't remember your name, but like I said, I I, I have it. Um, and uh, it sounds like we could really get some interesting, interesting stories from him. Was that the haunted alone? Um, that was no, someone that, else. That was yeah, someone else. That's okay. another uh, one that uh, we're going to really yeah do some work with, and they have uh, agreed to be on. They do a lot of investigating, and they have a YouTube channel um, that you should check out. Um, yeah. checking out their videos, and they're they're pretty awesome. So, yeah, so we so, get so a couple of nice plugs there for a Titanic Talk line and Haunted Alone. Yeah. So go check them yeah. out. And they have agreed. Haunted Alone has agreed to be on the show and share their stories, which would be a lot of fun. Well, Mike, um, we got you know very little time remaining. Um, your final thoughts, if if any, <laughs> and try to not <laughs> try not to think about genitalia. You sick, sick man. You genitalia. Genitalia. Um, <laughs> Bigfoot is real. I'm going to say that yeah. right now. I believe it. Believe in it 100. All offshoots of Bigfoot. I'm not necessarily 100 certain on, but I'm absolutely open minded to it. I'm like, for, mm-hmm. in, for instance, that that Alux, the little people there. I'm not. I, I don't know about stuff like that. Stories, you know, of the little folk. Yeah, um, but, but you could, know, they could very well be real. Absolutely, you know, like in other cultures and other countries, they have they have. Uh, why can't they have something that's di- indigenous there that like what we have here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's something different from what what we think of or think of as our mysterious Bigfoot. Well, Mike, you know, you I know. just I, I recently finished the that um classic book, The Trail of Tears. Um mm-hmm. and I would love to yeah. You listened book. to that, didn't you? Yes. Um Yeah, that would be awesome. There is amazing. There is a, a horrifying good, a good portion. <laughs> yeah, it is, absolutely. Um there is a good portion of that that talks about the legend, the Native American legend of the little people. Of mm-hmm. these these little well, again, little people who basically live in the hills live up you know yep. and they come down to visit they come down they they they're, they're playful but yet they're out they also can be warning you of any number of things yeah and i mean it's i encourage you if you haven't read that book the book is a wonderful history lesson anyways but just that little portion for someone who's passionate about the paranormal that was really interesting that to learn about that um mm. yeah, look into it the legend of the little people yeah, yeah, it's kind of creepy, kind of creepy, but I'm open minded to it. And I, I again, Bigfoot Sasquatch, as we know it, like which Mike and I believe was recorded on film in 1967. And the film. no doubt about it to us that that is real. That is legit. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I've been fascinated with since I was a, a wee little boy. And damn it. I'm going to go investigate it. I am going right now when we're done recording. I'm going to drive five miles down the road, stand out in the woods and say, I'm looking for you, and then go home. He is going to do that like he's wanted to do since he was a wee little boy, and now he's going to do it as a wee little man. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Sorry. No, that's fine. No, we we just got done. um, Well, I grilled some burgers and brought brought some corn on the cob for a... for the kids and Bridget's parents, they came out for Fourth of July just you know a couple hours ago, and uh, I I made uh, Bridget's mom laugh quite a bit because I <laughs> overheard Bridget saying something to her mom. Bridget said, "Yeah, I just don't like big things." When I said, "Yeah, that's why she's with me," <laughs> <laughs> I just had the flash of that that, that giant hairy ape. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, with a tiny little penis. She don't like it. She no likey. No way, man. So, <laughs> uh, uh, I have no like, idea what your anatomy is with <laughs> Sam's clothes, and and so I'm not gonna well, say anymore. And I don't want to. I'm just talking about my my five foot seven, hundred and forty pounds of pure fury I have going right now. You yeah, know, I'm pure just, fury. Arga. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pure furry, furry, fury. Definitely not furry. <clears throat> not furry at all. So, well, Mike, we're running out of time. Thank you again, buddy, for making this work. I know you had a last minute change of plan, so I hope you have a good Fourth of July, my buddy. Yeah, you too, and everybody else. I hope that when you, uh, well, when you do hear this, I hope you had a great Fourth of July. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, I think that's it, man. Thank you very yeah, much for tuning in. Except one more time. Sorry, Pedro. <laughs> and if you enjoy what you're listening to, again, this was a pretty silly version of what we usually do. We always have a good do- dose of humor, but today was. Well, maybe a little more unusual, maybe not. 
But um, yeah, maybe too much. If you enjoy what you're listening to, if you enjoy talking about all things paranormal, strange, and mysterious, check out our Patreon page if you want to support the podcast. We'd appreciate it so much. We'd love to see you there. You can sign up for as little as a buck a month and no obligations. You don't like it, you pay a dollar and then you can leave. So, um, yep. We think you don't you, get your money back, though. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. So <laughs> we think you'll enjoy it, though. Um, we have giveaway, yeah. give, art giveaways in the... Uh, they're going on right now, actually. Uh, they might expire next week or within a couple days. Anyhow, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Have a good day, Mike. Until yes. next week, what do our paranormal pals need to do? Just a wee bit of a peace out. <laughs>